This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Chakras and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Chakras and Cuss Words. And I am so excited about this episode. This is actually my 100th episode. What? Wow. One, zero, zero. (laughs) And I just want to thank you guys all like every single one of you who has listened liked messaged me subscribed or even just said hey this lady is wacky and I'm not listening to any more of it like thank you thank you for pressing play and this episode is really about the art of finding your path and finding your spiritual essence in the area of storytelling and really letting that space come alive in who you are and letting who you are show. And, you know, I was just thinking, what is my 100th episode going to be about? Like this path for me, maybe for other podcasters, it has looked different. Maybe for other spiritual beings, it has looked different. Maybe for other souls, it has looked different. But this path for me has been absolutely amazing. Yes, there has been bumps in the road. Yes, There has been trials and tribulations of getting to this 100th episode, getting to this two-year mark with no real formal training, with no formal destiny, but the one that I put out before me and the one that I chose to keep walking on. So this is a message of how and why and yet again opening up that area of self and letting it become one with others. And we do that with the art of storytelling. So many of you might not even really know my story, right? You don't know my full story of who I was, who I am, how I got here to where I am today. 
So I'm going to actually do a little introduction. And you would think one for somebody who is on this path, this entryway of destiny, of being a podcaster, a guide, a knowledge seeker, an educator, a sharer, and somebody who wants to feel enlightenment for not only self, but for others as well. I'm actually going to share my story. And it is in the sense of my own story of who I am. Who is Catherine? Who is Catherine? The podcast host of Chakras and Cuss Words. So for some of you, you might know I was born in um, Oakland, California, and I was a baby who was born with a heart condition called transposition of the great vessels. And it was a, it was a defect. It was a straight up heart defect. And I had to have heart surgery at 11 months old. Growing up with this condition, um, I often felt different. I often felt embarrassed and I often felt kind of ashamed of like who I was, right? I had a lot of uncertainty in my life, a lot of questions about my overall health, a lot of questions of who I was, who I was meant to be, what were my goals in life, and where would they come and seek through? And really, I had questions of death. A lot of questions of death, of life and death. And my family, for the most part, I felt like tried to answer them and kind of show me space in the best way they could. You know, when you have a child with a heart condition that basically is a medical chronic condition that's going to be with this child for the rest of their life, you can only imagine what they were feeling as well. They had a lot of questions as well. How long is my child going to live? Is my child going to survive this surgery? Or is my child going to pass away? So they too had their own areas of uncertainty. Luckily for me, the heart surgery was a success and I survived with very minor complications afterwards and just, it didn't really affect me through my childhood as one might think. Yes, I had to do yearly doctor's appointments. Yes, I had to go and receive checkups. And yes, I was definitely in this space where it was still something that was making me different, making me not like 
the other kids. <laughs> and I got bullied in school. A lot of kids didn't like the fact that I was one of only a few biracial kids. My mom is Italian. My dad is Mexican. But I didn't speak Spanish. So my family was not successful in the fact that my dad was struggling with work. Um, when he came here to the U.S., uh, he had a hard time finding an employer. His first employer who laid him off when he found out that I needed um, surgery. My dad was building his own business. It was just a rough time growing up, as one might say. I definitely felt unaligned with my own energy, uncertain with who I was, and unaligned in my purpose of why was I even still here. Uh, many times I thought that at the age of 40, that would be the time that I would pass away. That would be the time that I was given by God, by the universe, by whoever. And the reason why is because of the stories I would hear of my grandfather who had a bad heart and died at the age of 40 suddenly. So I was in some ways thinking life was very short at a very young age and I still think life is very short and uncertain and we should value it tremendously. But this often left me extremely confused. Confused and even more confused of what was my actual path or destiny. So with all these questions and a little bit of being bullied and some family dynamics of arguing some drinking, just some areas of where the structure and the home life was in equal balance really left me unclear of what I needed to do. At an early age of 13, 14, I became very rebellious very rebellious. I was upset at life. I was upset at who I was. I was upset that I was still in this area of uncertainty. I always say that I don't feel like I had a spiritual awakening at a certain time. And the reason why is because I honestly feel that my life has been one awakening moment. That at a very young age, I always felt very intuitive. I felt the cosmos were always calling me as I was so 
intrigued with astrology, witchcraft, the areas, uh, the areas of intuition, psychic abilities, the area of the metaphysical world being explained on this traditional earth. And I don't really recall having an epiphany of an awakening. And if I did, it was probably around the age of 15. At the age of 15 and after being rebellious and running away and being in this space of non-alignment and non-center, I witnessed a horrific event. I actually was involved in an event that was very, in some ways, life-changing. I really saw the two entities of evil versus good versus light versus happiness versus joy versus destruction versus life versus given. I was in a park with my friends and at the time we ran away and snuck out and doing all kinds of shit that we weren't supposed to do. Like I said, I was very rebellious. I grew up in Oakland. It was all about hanging out with guys who were in gangs and drinking 40s and smoking marijuana and just living on the edge. And that's where I was centered. All of a sudden, one of our friends got into a huge fight with another guy from another neighborhood, and it basically turned into almost like a melee with knives. Um, I witnessed multiple people getting stabbed, a friend stabbed, a guy trying to throw blood on me. And this was something that obviously was extremely frightening and scary. I've never witnessed anything like this before. Yes, I've been in fights, but nothing like this. I literally left that place of the park And a man was chasing me. And I ran through the bushes of 580 in Oakland, California. And I thought I was going to die. And I prepared myself for death. Mentally, emotionally, as I ran. I knew he was still chasing me and I became exhausted because I was running through trees and wilderness and bushes and it was probably like around 11 p.m. I stopped running and decided that if it was my time 
It was my time. And I laid in a fetal position, curled in a ball, and hid behind a bush. And I waited. And tons of thoughts were running through my head. I don't recall what they were. But they were running like I have been for so many years. And I waited. And I waited. And then I realized the police, because I heard sirens and I heard noise from the freeway, that the police might have came and maybe it all stopped. So probably after about an hour went by, I decided to leave the spot that I chose as possibly my last resting space. And I walked home. And when I got home, I was covered in blood and covered in tragedy and trauma. And I was greeted by my parents (laughs) who realized I snuck out the house and were already on the phone to the police. And my parents saw me And of course, my mom was freaking out. But my dad was so calm. And my dad's always been a little bit more spiritual. A little more enlightened. And I think he knew at that time that my bullshit was going to stop. He asked me what happened. I told him. He said, you have to call the police. You have to let them know what you saw, who was chasing you, blah, blah, blah. We did all that. And then my life didn't necessarily get better because then I was traumatized. But it let me have that essence that life isn't guaranteed. And I accepted that. And that my life could be taken easily as well as somebody else's. And no matter how much I questioned life, it was still not guaranteed. So I did become more centered with the cosmos. Instead of hanging out with gangbangers, I began to read more books And I often isolated myself in my teen years. I still was pretty self-destructive for about another five years, four to five years. I met my husband at the age of 17, 18. And I fell in love And we had my first daughter at the age of 20 because I was still scared that life is never predicted. It's never designed to last at this loving spot, at this good place. There's always going to be trials and tribulations. So 
I was also nervous about having a child with a heart condition. I was also nervous that what if I couldn't see her grow? What if I couldn't see grandkids? What if, and in all honesty, I felt me wishing for grandkids was just me being greedy. But my main focus was to see my children grow at a very young age. So at 20, I decided that was me as a mother choosing what mattered to me the most as a young mother would be to live with my children, see my children grow and live to an age where if I left this world, I knew they could continue in a way that mattered to them and it would bring them some type of fulfillment of having their mother with them, at least to this age. I finally reached the age of 40, four years ago, and it was a very emotional birthday. Very emotional for many reasons, right? And I feel that I am very health conscious on the decisions I make in my life, especially at the age that I am at, especially with the path that I am at, that I try to live a healthy lifestyle, physically, mentally, and spiritually. I continued working as a nurse in the emergency room, which in all honesty, is a profession I feel very blessed to have. Being a child who grew from learning disabilities, not being able to fully comprehend what I was reading, not being able to fully comprehend the words that I was trying to write, graduating from nursing school besides my children and my marriage has been one of my life's fulfilled moments. I honestly had a lot of limiting self-beliefs. I had to destroy blocks. I had to break to get to that moment of a young mother with two children who basically manifested her nursing profession with affirmations from pharmacology and fairy tales of medbath to get to where I am. Because when I tell you all the odds were against me from having the two kids, from having a two hour commute both ways, for having the ability to not learn like the others, I felt that obstacle. I continued to try and try and I did fail my first nursing school that I went to and I had to drop it but I knew I was destined to be a nurse. I knew that was one of my destinies and I continued to manifest it all the way through. After being a nurse for multiple years and feeling 
not uncentered in the practice, but uncentered in the department that I was in. And the fear of COVID and the fear of the pandemic, finding more energy, vibrations that were higher than this low energy vibrational movements that many of us were in in 2020 and 2019 is when I really began to enhance more of the other properties and traditions that I have implemented in my life to a higher capacity to share with others. And that's when I started my podcast out of fear. That what I feared as a child, what I feared as a young adult, what I feared as before that life was not granted, life was not guaranteed, would come back. And I had to get my message out through storytelling. And that is the start of chakras and cuss words. Is that a broken uncleared, uncentered, unaligned child turned young mother, turned nurse who came from tragedy, trauma, and unfulfillment can rewrite her destiny, her alignment through storytelling. And as my 100th episode, I wanted to share something inspirational with you because I know there's many of you who might be feeling unaligned, uncentered, and unclear. And when you are in this space, that you know that this space is temporary. This hurt and this grief and this low vibrational energy is temporary. Please work through it. Please guide yourself through the obstacles and the blocks. Please reach out for help. Please reach to others, mentors, inspirational coaches, light workers, or even Place yourself in spaces of material that feels right. If that is a book, if that is an Instagram, if that is a podcast, no matter where it's at, place yourself where you receive that positive energy, that higher frequency of becoming more than this low vibrational and mundane center and seek guidance through whatever your spiritual preference is. And if that's God, if that's Jesus, if that's Christ, if that's Buddha, if it is the chakras, if it is witchcraft, <laughs> paganism, and I laugh because whatever spiritual practice you use, Whatever modality works for you, if it's human design, if it's the Akashic Records, is it being intuitive, 
if it is being Baptist, Jewish, if it's being atheist, whatever it is that works for you, let it guide you. Let it guide you to your higher calling, to your higher space and your higher enlightenment. I will tell you that this path has not been easy. This journey of walking through and evolving has not been easy for me. It may feel easy to the listener. It may feel easy to friends who see me on the outside. But personally, this path has not been easy. Working past the shadow, working past the toxicity of my own traits, working past the toxicity of my own traits has not been easy. Forgiving people who I never thought I would forgive. Letting go of people who I never thought I would let go of. Understanding relationships and dynamics that make me feel aligned with myself, with my self-acceptance. This path has not been easy. While it may look easy to the outsider, it has not been easy and it will not be easy. But you can do it. You can achieve it. You can live in that moment. And I didn't even really know what I wanted my 100th episode to be. I just knew I wanted it to be something a little bit more meaningful on a personal level and I am so thankful that you guys tune in when you do that you guys are there for me and I hope I am there for you as much as you allow me to be and if you are a listener thank you thank you so much I honestly finding my spiritual essence in storytelling, especially here on Chakras and Cuss Words, has really opened up so much for me. So much for me in my own personal battles. And I just want to thank you so much. And thank you for listening to Chakras and Cuss Words. <laughs>